no sin But I really get her going And I give out my big ten inch Red band that plays the blues Well, band that plays the blues She just love my big ten inch Red Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 19 of the Freshman Parking Lot Podcast. Tonight's show is brought to you by a very special sponsor, Pat's Market up in Jack, Wisconsin. Uh, Pat's Market has a four-week meat feast sale going on right now. (laughs) They're in week two of three. Uh, This happens to be the week number two ad. We had some technical difficulties. I think Nate fell asleep again, and I couldn't get the, the week three ad to download. But hey, Pat's Market was voted the best meat market in the county for 2019 with the 2020 uh, vote yet to be determined but pat's meat market up in gillet or pat's market um, and the meat department is having a four-week meat feast sale up there in gillet wisconsin if you're uh, going up for maybe some scouting for the upcoming deer season or if you're up there um maybe duck hunting, or just if you're up there because you like tractor pulls and horse pulls, then stop in at Pat's <laughs> Market and uh, buy some meat to get you through the weekend, okay? Awesome. Hey, if they deliver, I'm, I need, I think I need some. My wife's birthday is tomorrow. I figured I could, you know, put some nice steaks on the grill or something for her because, well, let's be real, I'm kind of too cheap to buy her anything right now, so... Okay. Um, that might you be- You bought her a house, house, dude. You bought her a house. You're good. Okay, is it wrong of me? To just take a picture of the house, put it in the card, and then give it to her for her birthday tomorrow. You're asking the cheapest man on the planet. I think that's <laughs> I think that is perfect. All right, as long as I got your approval. So and I mean hey, well, it, if you want to go a step further, maybe blow it up a little bit and frame it. That might be a nice touch, but you know, whatever. All right, I can do that. Well, we got to wait for the you know landscaping to get done and manicured. Right now, it's sure. got big piles of dirt and stuff. But sure. hey, that's going to be our next week's uh, I think uh, sponsor. We can do like Jillick excavating and uh, oh, I like it. So we can do that one. So hey, anyways, well, first of all, I'd like to thank Nate for getting some tunes back on the intro for us. Um, and uh, I'm coming from a new spot, a uh, new-ish spot. Last week we just had kind of white walls behind me. Uh, stayed up too late last night finding some uh, random Packer memorabilia. I have an p- entire Packer wall behind me here. It's disgusting. Um, it's awesome. And a um, little new segment that I want. But before we do that, ooh, ooh, I know did, how much. Hold on. Did we see the corner of a TV there? Do you have, um, you got the ball game? Okay, you're giving updates right now dur- during the show. We can go. We can go updates. So we're just middle of six right now. Um, but I do have one proposition for you, Brian, before we get started is I think in a few weeks, the uh, Packers and Vikings play. And I think um, I'm going to propose Packers get the W. You have to come and uh, do a live broadcast in the Packer dojo. And uh, if for some reason the Vikings squeak out, maybe I got to wear a Vikings jersey or something in the Packer dojo for for a broadcast. So. Uh, so if I lose you and I have that? to broadcast, if I lose and I have to broadcast from that hellhole you call your new home, do I have to wear Packer gear? 
No, I think just being in the aura of greatness would be just fine for you. <laughs> I just, I hope you could see I've got a uh, Super Bowl one, Super Bowl two, Super Bowl thirty one, Super Bowl forty five pennants, all kind of hanging wow. up around here. So uh, we got a little great. bit of everything. Um, but speaking of the random things that I unpack, right? You go, you you move and you you pack boxes, unpack boxes, some things I haven't found for years. I just want to point out that I came across my class ring. I wish it could be like a Super Bowl ring, um, but it's a class ring. I'm not sure if I've ever worn it more than three days. If the over-under was three days wearing this ring, I think I take the under on it. Like graduation day, right? And the day you got it. (laughs) And I think uh, prom my senior year. Okay. So my question to you is, do you own a class ring? No. Okay. Nope. I've worn one ring in, well, I guess two rings in my life because I lost the first wedding ring I had. <laughs> All right. Hey, well. Um, we do have a listener of the week. Oh, please do tell. This week's listener of the week is Miles Alley uh, of Miles Alley RV Company. Who yes. brought us our first um, our RV to go out on the road for our first road trip as a podcast. And Miles seems to watch and comment on a lot of the videos on youtube so miles alley is this week's listener of the week thank you miles and well hey and that maybe i'll just jump ahead quick and one of our topics this week was how covid is affecting gambling right okay and because we're big gamblers and i'm gonna i'm actually well not at all but i enjoy it i enjoy reading about it. i enjoy watching it and someday maybe that'd be um, a hobby of mine, but right now I'm way too cheap. Um, but I do enjoy some fantasy football. Miles, I'm in a I'm in a fantasy league with Miles as well, and uh, lost this week um, because as of Sunday, to game time at noon. You know, I'll just check maybe Saturday night, adjust my roster, um, set my roster, feeling really good. I was I was uh, playing Adam Russo this week. And uh, predicted to beat them by 20 points. And all of a sudden, I, I checked my roster at like 1 o'clock. And I realized there's two players that I have in the New England and Denver game that's postponed. Yeah. And it got postponed Sunday morning. I went to go change my roster. And it wouldn't let me take those players out of my starting lineup. So I played the entire weekend with two less guys on my team. And um, I still almost won. It came down to the last game and I lost my two points. So, so here's, um, here's what I don't really understand I, and, about and this. This is, this is a. Oh, we're, our sound is not synced up right now. So I'm sorry. I'm stepping on your toes. What I don't really understand no, is. The NFL has really, really embraced fantasy football as a way to drive viewership and, and really based on driving viewership, they're making money off of this. But, and I know that the pandemic is bigger than fantasy football and is bigger than, than sports gambling, but from the standpoint of ESPN or Yahoo or CBS or whoever's running the fantasy football leagues, there's got to be a little bit of flexibility for roster adjustments in things like that. And now you're completely frozen, Brad. 
All right, we're back there. Um, Nate must have fallen asleep again. The internet went out, but we're back. Brad, go ahead. Hey, we got a commercial break there, but we're coming back from the commercial break, and uh, we had to get another plug for uh, Pat's Market in there. That's right. So, That's right. Um, no, but when we look at those, you know, the ESPNs and the Yahoo's, by the way, Yahoo has such a better product than ESPN for fantasy. Um, I just think it's, they're going to make their money no matter what, and they're going to embrace it. And they're going to have to be completely flexible and come up with some new ideas and how to expand rosters or make them more flexible or, or more spots or, or have a drop score in there for those game time decisions that, you maybe wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah. um, I definitely think that there's going to be some new add-ons. And here's what I know. Those, the, the hardcore gamblers and Vegas will figure it out well before anybody else because that's their job and that's how they make money. And they're going to figure out loopholes to um, find a way to make more money off of it because, well, casinos don't build themselves. <laughs> no, we build them. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, um, just want to give you an update. Uh, we are bottom of six, one to one still in the uh, Dodgers Atlanta game. But hey, I did not see um, the ALCS. Do you have a final score on that ALCS? Yeah. Game? So a little bit before we came out here, um, the Astros walked it off in the bottom of the ninth on a Carlos Correa home run. And this and they were is... banging the drums. They might have been banging the trash can a little bit. Um, They're banging the drums on that one. So kind of crazy, though. I came home at lunch like I do almost every day, and I turned on MLB Network. And on this day in 1997, Tony Fernandez of the Indians took Armando Benitez of the Orioles deep to win the AL pennant. And it was crazy. As soon as I saw that on the bottom... I could picture it. It just made it over the right field wall. Um, And then they showed it and they showed the picture. I'm like, I think that's Armando Benitez. And then he turned around and sure enough, it was him. And then to, so that was in the top of the 11th inning. It was a one nothing game to end that game. Sandy or Roberto Alomar struck out on a pitch that was way inside that his brother, Sandy pulled back over the plate. (laughs) Um, and okay. that's not even the most incredible postseason home run because on this day in 1988, Kirk Gibson happened. Ooh, pumping the fist yeah. going around. So those three things happened on whatever the heck today is. Is today the 15th, the 15th. 15th. of October? So awesome. So it's cool that yeah. So. With everything that we've got going on, and we're still syncing up some MLB playoffs. So, um, speaking of things that aren't uh, syncing very well, SEC football, Brian. If I just throw SEC football out there, what's your reaction right now? Um, My reaction is that people in the South, and I guess you asked me about SEC football, but I almost want to say people in the South because – we're going to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints and, and how they tie into this whole SEC okay. web. Um, I don't think they understand that there's more to life than college football. <laughs> Last week, 
Florida loses at Texas A&M. Texas A&M had some fans in the stand. I thought they had a lot, but not nearly a capacity crowd. But after the game, the Florida coach is, is whining a little bit that that's an advantage. They had a home field advantage. And next week in the swamp, I want it packed full capacity, <laughs> full capacity. We need to pack the swamp. Brad, what happened in Florida this week, specifically the University of Florida football program? Uh, they had a little thing called a COVID outbreak uh, where I think at last it was uh, 19, maybe more by now, uh, positive COVID tests between, uh, I think, Monday and today, which is Thursday. Um, and they have yet to identify where it was coming from. And he, uh, Coach Mullen, has since kind of walked back his comments a little bit. Shocker. Uh, but let's be real. He's not walking that back if they didn't test positive this week. Heck no. Right? So, Brad, did anything else happen to prominent people in the SEC this week in terms of COVID? Uh, like coaches getting it? Like maybe a coach that everybody knows. Like Coach Saban? Like Coach Saban and his athletic director. Yeah. What? And here's what I know. If those people have probably more contact <clears throat> than anybody else, right? I mean, them and the president, and for crying out loud, the president got it. So, yep. I mean, as safe as everybody can be, at some point, we're all going to get it. Uh, but I think what we just try to do is mitigate and not have it spread like wildfire from person to person and to, to slow that trend down. But um, I have a feeling that there are many people that um, are in this, I, I would say South and playing football, but it could be South. It could be Fort Atkinson and Wisconsin that don't believe in any mitigation strategies and poo poo at all, which then leads to more of these high outbreaks. Um, but when I looked, I watched, I watched college football, and I, and I think I sent you a couple messages this weekend, uh, the Texas-Oklahoma game, right? The student sections, one, must have been warm because they're a little scantily clad um, in that. <laughs> um, but two is there was no distancing. There was no mask wearing. There was just fans cheering for football. And don't get me wrong, I would love to be a fan in the stands cheering for football. In fact, my son asked me, when can we go to a football game the other day? And my only response could be is, buddy, when the virus is over, I will take you to any football game you want to go to, which, okay, maybe not any, but I'm open to suggestions, right? And... um. <sighs> I just, I struggle with it as far as I love football and I want to see football. I want to see football in the NFL. I want to see it in college. I want to see it in high school for a lot of reasons. Um, but is it smart with, with numbers rock skyrocketing, especially in Wisconsin and in our area? Is it a smart thing to do? I don't know. At what, at what point do we have to live and what point do we have to go on? Um, but I also know that don't run your mouth. Hey, 
SEC football coaches, stop talking about COVID. Just coach football if you're able to coach football. And don't comment on anything else when it relates <laughs> to that. Because you do not help yourself or anybody in your university when you make stupid comments like, pack the house. Yeah, well, and now I don't. I haven't heard officially if they've postponed that game. Uh, as of this afternoon, it was not officially postponed, but I'm guessing they have to. I mean, if NFL, I mean, they would have, NFL would have already called it if they had that many, right? Or yeah. push it again to and, Tuesday. And I just hope that, you know, Saban is the only one in Alabama that has it because if that game, Alabama and Georgia doesn't get played on Saturday night, I don't know what I'm going to watch in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure. So, um and, yeah, I, and by the way, Florida was supposed to be playing LSU this weekend. I said we were going to talk a little bit about the Saints. Uh, the New Orleans, New Orleans, the city of New Orleans has an ordinance against large gatherings, and so the Saints have, like, I, I guess there's some NFL teams who have let in some fans, but like most NFL stadiums, have not had any fans. Well, the Saints want to be able to play in front of people. And so they are apparently working closely with LSU to try and move home games to the LSU campus so that they can play in front of people. I just, I don't really get it. Like the logic seems to be missing here. Like if our city has an ordinance to say it's not safe, let's just go an hour down the road and then it's going to be safe. 84 miles, Brian. I Googled it today. Like I said, an hour down the road. <laughs> depending on how some of your and my friends drive. Um, I, I, what is this about? Like, obviously we know what it's about. It's about straight cash, homie, but for sure. Well, and here's know. my question and, and you're the marketing guy. Are you really making money at 25% capacity? I don't know. I, or is it just, I, I would, uh, is it just imagine your problem? stadium, your stadium operations, are still cut back at 25%, but with how they're distancing them around the stadium, it's probably not cut back as much as we think it is. Right. Cause there's still many games I saw this weekend were just lower bowls, not the upper deck. So you're cutting that down, but I just, I don't know. I, I maybe they're making something, but it's not like a packed house. You're making money. And is it hey, worth the, the negative social impact of it's that home field advantage that? you're looking for. It's all about the W baby. Just win baby. <laughs> not at 15,000. You don't have a home field advantage. I know, but I mean, that's what they think. And, and what, from what I gather, the mayor of new Orleans is just holding out, waiting for some more money so they can get some more um, COVID dollars, federal funding um, before they open it up. So sure. we'll see how that plays out. But um, I don't know. I think the in the NFL, I think college teams need to have fans financially way more than NFL. The NFL uh, TV contracts are worth enough to keep them afloat for this year. Yeah. Um, colleges, I think, are really the ones that are like, in a, in a bind because they need to get that income from from their games. So. Well, and and it and it also 
it funds so much more than just that football program. It funds a lot of the athletic department, like we've talked about on previous sure. shows. So, so. All right. Um, hey, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to transition. I don't have a, would you rather, Oh boy! but it's this- like, what's, what's the worst? I, I tried forming it as a, would you rather? Um, this is still going to be our, would you rather though? It's still going to be our, would you rather? But what sport is it the worst to get the yips in? So there may or may not be a second baseman that plays for the Astros that is having a little bit of trouble throwing the ball from second base to first base, which shouldn't be a real hard throw to make. But uh, I know the mental game plays a role, right? Yep. So if you were to get a yips, what's the worst sport? Is it... Is it throwing a football? Is it throwing a baseball? Is it swinging a golf club? Um, I think I could go through, you know, a handful of golfers that have gotten the yips in their life. And a great movie, by the way, Tin Cup, if you ever have a chance to watch that one, I gave the yips in golf. Um, But what sport would it be the worst to get the yips in? Well, I think it, I think it really depends on your position. Uh, first of all, you know, the quarterback, I think, and, and not ever being a football coach, but I think you can game plan around that. Uh, for instance, in baseball, if if Jose Altuve has to, like, they were talking last night, go out in the outfield and take a, take a throw, and it's going to be a, a quick bang-bang relay where he's got to turn and let it rip, he's going to be fine. He doesn't have time to think about it. He's going to just unload. But it's the one, the routine ball that he's got all day to think about it in a, in a short throw from second base where he short arms it. And today he threw another one into the dirt and got saved by the first baseman uh, or the catcher throwing it back to the pitcher. I think the quarterback, you can game plan around that. Don't, don't have him throw the little easy screen. Um, have, him, have him out on the run. Have him moving. Have him throwing longer, longer throws. Uh, he'll hand the ball off. You know, I, I think you can get around that. I don't know how you get around it in baseball. I certainly don't know how you get around it in golf. And and ask a guy who loves to play golf. He's not good at it because he's never been able to get past <laughs> it. Charles Barkley. Sure. I mean, I don't know how you, like, that has got to be so demoralizing to him to think don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it and then he does it yeah no i think golf and and golf was mine i think if you think of like sergio garcia when he had you know but even baseball you think of you know i think it was john lester throwing it to first base there's a few other sacks there there's a few other ones and it seems to be second baseman i think part of it is second baseman because it's a a shorter throw it's not just a turn back and let it rip throw from shorter from third base um that you had, you know, players that have to underhand it to their first baseman at that point. But you might only get two, three balls right. a game uh, where you have to do that. When you're in a round of golf and you are hitting 60 shots, you know, besides your putts yep. into um, a target, I think that's amplified 10 times. And you too. can make a a really bad round really quick if you can't hit the ball in, in golf. So to me, golf was my number one. I just, um, 
I'm trying to think of what other sports you can really get you, the yips you in. Could, you could with free throws in basketball. Oh, yeah. Ask Shaq, right? Yeah, ask Shaq. Which, I mean, that guy's hands on a basketball are like, I'm trying to shoot a baseball. They're, that was part of the problem is his hands were too big compared to the basketball, you know? His problem is he didn't put enough time and practice in. But I do have a little Dream Team 2 banner here if you want to see <laughs> big Shaq Fu up here in the corner. Yeah, that's right. Shaq Fu, baby. <laughs> oh, Talk about Again. a guy that's made way more money away from the court than he ever did on the court. <laughs> Just want to point out, these were uh, some finds this week as well going through boxes. Dream Team 2 pennant, uh, definitely not to be outdone by the Dream Team original pennant. So uh, not sure if there's any financial value in it, but I'm pretty sure I'm putting some tax in them and hanging them up on my wall this week in the basement. cover some of that crap behind you with those. I have two more walls to just <laughs> fill up with stuff down here. Uh, and as long as my wife stays on the other side with her craft stuff, I can stay on this side of the basement uh, with all of the uh, awesome sports memorabilia that hasn't been hung up for probably 20 years. Okay. All right. Well, hey, um, I got a win in Rome for you. And Dude. I was going a complete different direction until about three hours ago. I was in the truck and a quote came on the radio from, I'm trying to think he's probably my all time least favorite athlete. So you already know who I'm talking about. A-Rod, man. Aaron Rodgers. Hold Mike, on. We got to get, can we get a, like a little close up of, I can't see him. Do he's we have to? With Jordy Nelson. There's Aaron Rodgers. There's Jordy Nelson. They're oh, jamming it's too right bad. There. The glare from the light. We can't see it too bad. So Speaking of that, like, isn't that the coolest Brett Favre picture right there? And and I'm glad you brought Brett Favre up because here's my win in Rome for you. Where do you put Aaron Rodgers among the all-time quarterback list? Ooh. Well, again, it's never a good comparison when you're going um, different eras if you're talking about... uh, That's what we do with sports fans. That's what we do. I know. Um, not putting above Joe Montana, not okay. putting above Tom Brady. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you could even ask me who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Well, that's going to be one of my questions. Is he even the best Packer quarterback of all time? I think Bart Starr was the best leader. I think Brett Favre probably was the best teammate and most entertaining. And I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers is the most athletic. Okay. Um, who would I rather have to win games? I don't know. Don't you take leadership, number one? I mean, again, different eras, and, and you go to Bart Starr. Brett Favre, I mean, they've got Super Bowl appearances. They've got Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl. I just – I don't know. I grew up with Brett Favre, so I think I'll always lean to Brett Favre. Um, but I, I definitely will say Aaron Rodgers is a better talent. Okay. Um, I don't enjoy watching him anymore from a pure football enjoyment watching the game. I will watch Brett Favre 10 times over Aaron Rodgers. And maybe I should tell you what the quote was. Here was the quote. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is telling you 
what you should enjoy this weekend in the game. So they're playing the Bucks. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You should cherish, cherish and enjoy the opportunity to watch him and Brady for everything they have accomplished in their careers as if he's somehow even on the same planet as Tom Brady. First of all, Aaron Rodgers, don't tell me what I should cherish because I cherish watching you not play. And (laughs) don't tell me that you're even close to some guy who's working now on his second hand of rings. Um, again, I'm going to go talent and ability to play the position. Aaron Rodgers is right there with Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is playing the game. The point of playing the game is to win. I, I understand that. And I, there is something to be said there. I didn't say that was the only thing, but if you talk about pure quarterback talent, um, Definitely doesn't have the cast of coaches and teammates and leadership ability. Um, is it going to be a great game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. You know, I don't um, think it is. I think that the Packers are really good this year, and and I don't even think it's going to be a good game. They're just going to wipe the floor with them, I think. Well, my son Finley is a Tampa Bay fan right now because he <laughs> loves Rob Gronkowski. So um, he's got a, he's six, by the way, he's in first grade. Um, last year for Christmas, all he won, by the way, Rob Gronkowski was retired at this point, yep. uh, but he, but he found out YouTube and watching old NFL games. Um, he found out that he loved Rob Gronkowski. So I got him a Gronk shirtsy for Christmas that he wears uh, nonstop every time it's clean. And now that Rob Gronkowski went to Tampa, now he is a Tampa fan. And I think it's just, he also will cheer for Brady just because he's on the team with Rob Gronkowski. So he has been betting everybody he can find that likes the Packers $2 on the game this weekend. Love it. Love it. The only thing I, can I get some of that action? is, Is he taking, is he taking the points? That's all I want to know. I don't even know what the points are, but I told him that he shouldn't be betting straight up and we have to learn a little math with this. So uh, we're going to work on some math this weekend and make sure he understands what getting some points would look like. Oh, all right. That reminds me of a great story when we we lived, we still lived in Whitewater, so the kids were real young and we bet on every NCAA tournament game me and the kids did. And there were quarters everywhere and brackets and highlighters. <laughs> it was great. It was just great. So, all right. Um, what else do we got? Is that it for us, Brad? Oh, as I say, my, my, my. Oh, he froze again. There you are. Oh, you're back. I'm back. Are we, are, is that it for us? I was trying to get points, but if I turn my phone on, Oh, That's it, gonna... man. That's all I got. You got anything if you get, else? If you get points, we're going to lose our internet. <laughs> um, no, I don't have anything else. What I've got is um, before the show, we're up to yeah. 209 followers on the Facebook group. And so that's pretty exciting. And um, honestly, what I've got for us is that we're going to close it out with another uh, mention of our sponsor this week. Uh, Pat's Meat Market up there in Gillette. 
and go visit them, spend all kinds of money on meat. And by the way, they got a good beer selection too. Rachel does a great job working with those beer I, vendors. I uh, got go a ahead. question though, Brian. Usually our vendor, usually our sponsors give us something, even if it's a can koozie. Oh, is, she, is Pat's are they sending us some like T-bones? I got some sirloins coming this way. It's it gets even better than that. She said she would provide the high life for one of our shows. So Ooh, it, it, all right. it gets even better, better than <clears throat> T-bones, if you ask me. So hey, um, daddy sodas work for me. That's right. Hey, remember you can um, email the show, freshmanparkinglot at gmail.com. Subscribe. As the kids say, smash that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And uh, follow the show at Frosh Parking Lot. That wraps and it six, up for us. Go ahead with the score update, Brad. 6-1 uh, Atlanta is in the lead, bottom of the sixth. So they had Holy a big inning in the snipes. fifth inning. What the I missed? Happened? I missed the update of the fifth. All right. Well, hey, we are out of here, folks. We will see you in a week or so. Hey, go, go bison. Go bison. Believe me, this chick's no sense. But I better get her going. And I give out my big 10 inch. Red band plays the blues. Well, band plays. All right. Oh, hold on.